staying with us. I greatly appreciate it. Okay, here we go with the back question. Good luck. <laughs> no. The legs, bones of a bat are so thin that out of how many species, how many species do you think there are of bats? Um, a hundred? Is that too many? Oh, no, I think there's got to be thousands of species of bats. Okay. Yeah, let's go with her answer. Okay, there's 1,200 species of bats. 1,200. And of all those 1,200 species of bat, how many bats could actually use their legs to walk on? Because oh, the legs are so um, thin. Um, like, I don't know, maybe 25% of them. I was going to say like two. Two. You got it. Yeah, really? Two. Oh, look at two? that. Yep. Whoop, Out of 1,200 species of bat, only two can walk on the ground. These are the vampire bat. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, because they, they kind of sneak up to the cows when and they're the, lying down. And the, huh? <laughs> yeah. And the burrowing Texas. bat. <laughs> what? They, 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 what? Go, they just go tipping? attack. Attack no. the cows. Yeah, they they attack animals while they're lying down. Kind of. Yeah, and the burrowing. I don't know if you heard that. We got the vampire yeah. bat and the burrowing. I mean, it's not like the vampire bats swoop down out of the sky and bite your neck. Right? Oh, yeah, don't. Yeah, 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 they do. What are you talking about? <laughs> Come on, stop <laughs> spreading those lies, oh, Doctor Jess. Lord, oh, no, those Lord. are vampires, Next. not oh, vampire okay. bats. Okay, okay. got it. Say, got it. those of you uh, moving right along. Uh, <laughs> May eleventh is a Bark for Life. The re, uh, relay Bark for Life. It's a fundraiser for the American Cancer Society. And it's going to be at Barker's Alps in um, Bayport. And so if you can go to relayforlife.org slash bark stillwater MN. And if you would like to donate to my Katie K9 team, Katie K9 Cruisers, that'd be great. That'd be nice of you. Uh, because uh, this year's in honor of Zelda, who I lost in November to bone cancer. So if you want to be. Donate to my team, please do. Also, too, if you'd like to join in, it's it's really a fun day. It's a, for it's a family day, is what it is. We got a kids' corner where the kids can do a lot of uh, just uh, creative activities and such like that, and artwork and such like this. And then um, I'm doing bingo, dog bingo. We're doing dog bingo again this year. And then we got the walk, and then we got vendors, and so it, it really is a fun day. It really is. And so, uh, so go to Bark. I mean, go for RelayForLife.org. Then slash forward slash, there's a back well slash, and then bark Stillwater MN, and then you can find out all about it. Or you can go to my Katie Canine page, or just go to Bark for Life Stillwater MN on Facebook, and then you can see all the all the stuff. And then on May 18th is the the Canine Carnival up at uh, the Wildlife Science Center, and the Canine Carnival is uh, that Saturday, May 18th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. And tickets, adult tickets are 15, kid tickets are 10, and kids under four are free. And they've got a whole bunch of vendors. If you go to wildlifesciencecenter.org, wildlifesciencecenter.org, you can look and see all the different vendors they got there. And it's a, it's a fun day. It's, it's a very interesting, very educational. So check that out. So May 11th is the Bark, Bark for Life, a fundraiser for American Cancer Society. And then May 18th is a canine carnival. So check it out. All right. Let's go to the phone lines. Okay, we're going to talk to Carrie. Carrie has a question about her dog that's on or that's getting up on counters. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Hi, Carrie. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you, Katie. How are you? Good. What kind of dog do you have? Oh, I'm sorry about Zelda, first of all, but oh, um, he is a lab retriever mix. La- lab retriever? Mm-hmm. How many pounds? Um, gosh, he weighs about 60 pounds. Okay, 60 pounds. Okay, so what's going on? So he has now learned how to get up on counters, and he's an older dog. Okay. 
um, getting up on counters or dressers and eating what's up there. And he's never, ever done this before. It started about a week and a half ago, like when I brought home chicken wings. Right. To my sister's house. And now he's trying to do it like every day. All right. Uh, now, was he is he climbing up on it, just counter surfing, and something is close enough he can get it, or is he actually getting on the counters, or what? We're not sure because we don't catch him in the act, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, but I think it's just whatever's close. Although, even though we put stuff like in the back by the like counter wall, he still seems to be able to get it. Mm. <laughs> okay. And and how old is he? Um, he's about 10 years old. 10 years old, okay. Um, is there been any kind of stress point? Like, you know, somebody come, came to stay at your house, somebody left. Uh, uh, remodeling going on around the house. Is there any kind of stress points um, that could have triggered? My brother was here. Okay, for how long? And, um, a few weeks. A few weeks, okay. Did it seem to happen? And that was pretty stressful for us. <laughs> probably, yeah. So I'm imagining that Draper's under stress as well. Yep. And so is this one it started when he left? Is this one that kind of started or what? No, he was still here. Um, he's gone now. Okay. So he was doing it when you did he he did did he when start my, when your brother came there? Is that when he started? Yeah. Okay. Well, your brother wasn't feeding him from the counter, was he? <laughs> You know what? I don't know. Oh, okay. Good okay. question. Yeah, because if he had been leaving this alone up to this point, there's some reason. Yeah, because he's so, he's so grown. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, like, because well, he's 10. Yeah. The dog is older. Right, yeah. Like, yep. Yeah. And so right now, for his safety, uh, I would definitely uh, either try to gate him off, you know, in a, an, an area, or use go back to using a kennel if he's ever with kennel trained, so that oh, when sure. you are when you are not home, that you know where he's at, so he's not getting into something. And then while you're at home, let him drag like a six foot nylon leash around and make sure he stays in the same room as you. If he goes to leave the room, call him back. Hey, come on, buddy, get back here. Let's go. You know, hang out here with us. Don't give mm-hmm. him the opportunity. You're gonna have to break the cycle here. Who knows? It's kind of to me, it's not as suspicious. Is that uh, that it? When your brother came, it started. <laughs> okay, because usually, right. So that's what. So right now, what we got to do is break the cycle. Is what we got to do. So that's why you mm-hmm. can't give the dog the opportunity. Okay. 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 Does that make sense? Makes perfect yep. sense. Gate him every off every time he comes even near the kitchen. I always say out, out. And he'll back up and he'll go out and then I'll say, sit, lay down, thank you. Mm-hmm, good. Oh, thank you. you say when thank he you. does. All right. Yeah, I always say thank you. And like when I put his leash on, take it off, this good. and that, what oh, happens. Good. And then I'm training him to go around the table to get to his food, not go through the kitchen. Okay. Okay. Okay, but that's right now. You just got to control the situation, and hopefully, you can break this. Because sometimes a dog that never was a counter surfer, it, it's uh, kind of like the kid that found a, a cookie, you know, on the counter, and all of a sudden yeah. he's more of he's more of, uh, attentive to that uh, counter to say, "Hey, I got a cookie off of there once. I wonder if there's somebody else going to leave me a cookie." And so it, right, right, it, it right. became mindful, and so that's why I would like to say. 
you dragged a six foot nylon leash around the house. And the reason why doing that, you never want to do- grab a dog by his collar because, you know, they have a fight or flee instinct. And if they can't flee, they might sure. turn them. But also sometimes in, in the dog's mind, dragging that leash, they have a feeling that you're kind of with them. So they're less mischievous, if that makes any sense. Because oh, they, they, yeah. Yeah, they just kind of nice. like, they feel like, okay, I, she can be on me in a, you know, in a second. So that is part of it. And then, uh, like I said, then when you go uh, leave where there's nobody at home, this is happening, I'm obviously, when you're at home or when, when you're gone, correct? When we're at home. He's totally kettle trained. Okay, okay. Okay, so, that, oh, no, wait a minute. Is he counter surfing when you're at home? Yes. Okay, when you're gone, what happens? He's in his kennel. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. So then, okay, so we already broke that. Okay, so that, I mean, so you have broke that cycle. So now the thing is, when you are home, he's dragging that leash around and he has to stay in the same room as you. And then when you leave, he goes into his kennel. And so that's why mm-hmm, the leash, you mm-hmm. can be more mindful. You can sit on the leash so he can't go anywhere. So you're not constantly saying, get back here, get back here. And then just kind of work on that. Otherwise, his, his uh, eating, his doo-doos, his energy level, everything is uh, fairly normal other than him stealing now? Yeah, it's really normal. The only thing I have, I have a question about this as well. A few weeks ago, you had a um, stinky dog uh, thing with olive oil and bad breath. I think it was, I want to say. That was probably does, uh, Amy DeLong. Not olive oil, coconut oil, I'm yeah, sorry. okay. So does that, will that help him? Will he have stinky breath? Yeah. Okay. That, a lot of times that can either be their gut. You know, like how if you eat garlic. Right. Okay, you can smell it for the whole day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have that, because otherwise there could be gum problems, tooth problems. Right, Dr. Jess? Or Yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so it's not a question of trying to mask the stinky breath. We've got to figure out why the stinky breath. Okay, what food are you feeding? Oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's uh, one my sister orders, and I, oh, and it's, I don't see a bag here. It's like a pro health, it's one that she orders online. Okay. Is it dry food it's in a bag? Not, it's dry in a bag, yes. No wonder your dog is stealing food off the countertop. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about this when we come back. Okay. So don't hang up. We'll talk a little bit more about this. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You bet. Some male songbirds sing more than how many times each day? Some male songbirds sing more than how many times in a day? We'll be right back. Thank you for staying with the KDK9 Show. Remember, you can podcast all the shows here at mytalk1071.com. Go to my show page and you can get to my website and get to my Facebook page. On my KDK9 Facebook page, I'm always posting articles that hopefully you can learn to uh, from. And then also some uh, some smile stuff to, if you need a smile for your day. Okay, so and then also Dr. Jessica Levy, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, through my website, holistic-vet-care.com. All right. Some male songbirds... Sing more than how many times each day? Do you have any idea? 25. 25 times each day? Okay, sure. <laughs> uh, whatever kind of, Carly is uh, is busy, so she's taking, she's taking a phone call. Okay, try again. Go higher. Lots. A <laughs> hundred. <laughs> okay, some male songbirds sing more than 2,000 times each day. Well, how long is each song? 2,000. Not very long. Tweaky, tweaky. Yeah, yeah, like is that it. one? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the tweaky, tweaky. Okay. But 2,000, that's a lot. That is a lot. It doesn't leave much time for I know eating. the cardinals around us are, is, is huge. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, what other ones? Oh, the, um, the Red Ring Blackbirds. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So anyway. Okay. <clears throat> where are we at? Oh, okay. You know, like, we, like years ago, you know, Troy and I had one of those clocks where it was a different bird for each. Oh, that jays me nuts. I know. But you know what? Like, did we learn what the different kinds of birds sounded like? No, but we knew, like, oh, that's the three o'clock bird. Oh, Lord. I had no idea which one it was. What bird it was? A three o'clock bird. <laughs> Good gravy. Did you hear what the answer to that was, Carly? Two no, thousand. I didn't. Two thousand? Two thousand times each day. Yikes. Some male songbirds, okay? That would okay. drive me nuts. Let's go back to the. <laughs> that would drive me nuts. No, you, you would find it very attractive yeah, if you, you were go. a female bird. Okay, yeah. But I'm not. Yeah, you're right. So it would drive me nuts. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's go to Gary. <laughs> yep. Hey, Carrie, you still with us? I am, Katie. Oh, okay. So sometimes, too, by, you know, switching up the food, uh, like I say, and then switching up the brain. You know, I'm a Nutrisaurus lover. And then uh, myself, I soak uh, the dog's food in warm water for till all the water's gone. And so, uh, oh. and so then that way there, because some dogs, the digestive system just can't break down that, that, that kibble. And so they have digestive just, I would also think that maybe digestive enzymes, probiotics might be into it. And then maybe some extra virgin coconut oil, the extra virgin coconut oil that helps with any inflammation in the digestive system. Okay. Cause we did give them that a couple of times, like, uh, the week before last. Okay. But you can't just do it um, a couple of times. It's gotta is, be a daily thing. A daily thing. Okay. And says so one teaspoon per Oh, good. It's one teaspoon per 10 pounds of body weight with a maximum. One teaspoon per, per 10 pounds. Okay. Right. And then with a maximum of three tablespoons, but start out very slow. Wait, three tablespoons? With a maximum of three ta- tablespoons. If, you know what I mean? That if you seems got, like a lot. Well, but up give to, them like a, a finger full and one, then one te- One teaspoon per 10 pounds of body weight. One teaspoon per 10 okay. pounds. And there's got three, it. three teaspoons in a tablespoon. Okay. Oh, thank you. Okay. Right. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. You don't. You don't even cook. <laughs> no, but I know things. Equals <laughs> <laughs> one tablespoon. Okay. Okay. So anyway, but so the thing is, what the what the what the coconut oil does is it it takes out the inflammation. Okay. If he's having some gut disorders, yeah. and then the probiotics. Has he been on antibiotics at all recently or within the last couple of years? No. Okay. Okay. But as you know, the the gut system. But the the Nutrisource, like I say, I I put. Let's say. Let's say I'm feeding my. I'm giving my dog two cups of dog food. I put it in the bowl. Put our tap water on it till all floats really nice. Wait for all the water to, uh, to rehydrate. You know, to the, so there is no more water. Fluff it with the fork because it's all into the food. Feel the sure. kibble, and if it feels kind of basically soft, put my supplements in, and now feed it. Try that, and also they okay. like. What, uh, Dr. Do you Jess? use like warm water? Yep, yep. it has to be warm okay. water because otherwise the cold water, it'll take forever to break it down. So you okay, want to use okay. warm water, all right? And then Dr. Jess, what other, for bad breath, what are some other, um, the digestive? That's a big one, you know. I'm a big fan of feeding raw food and giving yep. dogs raw meaty bones. Mm-hmm. Raw meaty bones, that's good. So they can have nice clean teeth for the rest of their lives. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, yeah, and so, we can just get those from the butcher. Right. You want it out of the freezer. You want a knuckle or a joint bone. You know, a gnawing bone is what you want. Right. Okay. But yeah, oh, well, that's if, great. so if you got bad breath, not you, dog. So the why is it? Is either a gum, a tooth, or a digestive issue? All right. Okay. So don't go got to it. mask it like a minty flavor or something. No, there's a reason why the dog has got the stinky breath. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else? Thank you so much for everything. I appreciate it. Oh, your you're bet. So you're welcome. Have a great day. 
I will do the same. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah, because like I say, if a dog starts doing something out of the ordinary, it could be something within them, a, a situation, mm-hmm. you know, like they say where her brother came and probably, you know, you, you don't know, you know, the dynamics change and usually that's what triggers some kind of, some different behavior. So, okay, who's up next, Carly? Okay, we are going to talk to Gina. Gina has a question about her puppy that is eating its doo-doos. All right, doo-doo, poopy dear, poopy dear. Hi, Gina, how you doing? Hi, Katie. I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. How old? What kind of dog first? Okay, well, she's a Bichon Poodle Mix. Okay, and how old? She just turned five months on uh, the 20th. Oh, she's got a puppy. Okay. Yes. All right. And then <laughs> yep, what food yeah. are you feeding? Um, she is getting the Nutrisource uh, small and medium breed puppy food. Okay. And we also give her a little bit of whole milk yogurt. And um, I'm also giving her a probiotic enzyme powder. I can't remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets about an eighth a teaspoon of that. Mm-hmm. And then um, <clears throat> I've also tried the solid gold stuff from Chuck and Don's, and that didn't work. And then I got the forbid to put on her food from mm-hmm. the veterinarian. Yeah, don't, don't don't be tainting the food. Yeah, you know that's MSG, right? Yeah, and so, um, and, and it didn't, like, it kind of worked, but not really. No. Uh, my, um, my mom, when I was younger, my mom would put that yucky fingernail polish that tasted like crap, you know, on my fingernails, so I wouldn't chew my nails. Yeah, that uh-huh. lasted about a week, and all of a sudden it was pretty tasty. She flavored my nails for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so that's what happens is dogs, you got to remember, dogs have 1,700 taste buds. We have 9,000 taste buds, all right? So that okay. and so you, you can't make much of an impact. There's, and most of the reason why dogs eat doo-doos is because their digestive system is out of whack. Go ahead, Dr. Jess. Well, I don't know. After many years, you know how long I've been a veterinarian, Katie? Many years. 22 years. Wow. I've been training dogs for 45 years. And and you started when you were 12. Yes. That is amazing. No, Katie Kane has been 37 years this year. But anyway, go Um, ahead. You started when you were zero. Okay. Um, Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I have finally just come to the conclusion that it is normal for dogs to eat poo. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's gross, but, no, you know, but, too but many people. I mean, to yeah. humans. Don't, you know, they eat so, rabbit I mean, doo-doo, deer doo-doo, yeah. horse doo-doo, cow doo-doo. That's all par for the course, and they dog do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think that it's something that dogs do. I, and the, the, also with the pups, so sometimes the stress factor, you know, they got taken away. Well, first they got weaned. Take it away from the bomb and the litter mates. That's yeah. stressful. Then they got vaccinated. Then they got dewormed. Then they, they hear, who's this new person? Now what's these new rules? There's a lot of stress factors that sometimes depletiate the gut system. Yeah, and vaccines are probably a massive factor in yeah. that. Yeah. So um, uh, I would probably give a lot more probiotics than that eighth of a teaspoon. I would, okay, because I was I was thinking that, but I wasn't sure uh-huh. if because she only weighs well, she probably weighs eight and a half pounds by now. Last time we weighed her, she was eight pounds. Okay, um, so I wasn't sure if she could have more than that eighth of a teaspoon or not. You can never go so, wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, you you just you can't Old give too, you can't give too many bacteria. So yeah. I would just dump it in, <laughs> and I would get a high quality probiotic, one that has. More than one strain of bacteria, billions of bacteria per dose. And then I would give a full dose with each meal. It's a capsule or a tablet or whatever. If it's a capsule, you open the capsule onto their food. And then I would also use... hmm, What? So like a a people probiotic? Sure. Um, Okay. I like Garden of Life. I like PB8. 
I like um, Flora Adult Probiotics. I use that one. Um, I use the ones from Standard Process. And I would also give this puppy Standard Process Canine Enteric Support. Enteric okay. means intestines. And if this puppy has been vaccinated, then like you need to really rebuild the gastrointestinal tract. Okay. So that's what I would do. Now, a little hint too, you know, on the Nutrisaurus uh, puppy there that you're feeding. Okay, mm-hmm. you said your dog's five months, right? Yes. Okay. So that that's for the puppy for small to medium breed, right? And yep. so mm-hmm. some dogs can't handle that. That has a pretty high fat ratio in that for that small to medium uh, pup brand. And so okay. they, some dogs have a hard time with the, the higher fat. So what you want to do is I would just go to any, rotate into any of the other Nutrisource, all right? You don't have to feed, you know, uh, you don't have to feed the puppy food. You know how it says, like, feed it for a year to two years? No. By the sure. time they hit five, six months, you can just rotate into a, just a regular adult formula, all right? Okay. And you might want to, like uh, Dr. Jester, you know, get get some uh, formulated raw out of the freezer and give a couple meals a day. Rotate that in. Just don't give it to them, all right? And then okay. uh, rotate that in. So just get go better with the diet, and I think that will all straighten itself out. Okay. Okay? Okay, that sounds good. Thank okay, you Kate, so much. You bet. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Alrighty then, where are we at? Is it over oh, that time? She's in there. Break, break, break. Okay, you ready for this? The only mammals to undergo menopause are what? The only mammals to undergo menopause. Think about it. Who let the dogs out? Alrighty then, thank you for staying with the KDK9 show. I greatly appreciate it. All right, let's see where we're at. The only mammals to undergo menopause are. What do you have? Mammals. I, I have nothing right now. I'm There's trying to three. Think of, there are three? There are three. Uh, only mammals. What do you think, Dr. Jess? Menopause? Yep, it's my time. Menopause. Menopause. Yes. Humans? Yep, okay. that's one. Okay. Um, mammals. Elephants? Yep, that's oh, two. Oh, really? And whales. You got it. Wow. I'll be dang. You're brilliant. I don't know. I made it up. (laughs) Did you read it? No, I just made it up. That's crazy. I would have never guessed. uh, Yeah, human Except for the humans. Well, it says humpback whales and human females. So I don't know if hump is at all whales. Oh, interesting. Men men go through the change as well. Good gravy. (laughs) Good gravy. All right. Don't forget to sign up for the Bark for Life. May 11th, go to Relay for Life uh, backslash or slash. uh, No, RelayforLife.org and then backslash and then... Bark Stillwater MN, and you can join my Katie or donate to my Katie K9 team. It's Katie K9 Cruisers, K R U Z E R S. And this year's walk, it's a dog, you know, it's a walk, a mile walk, and then uh, just a lot of fun games and such like that with the dogs. So, but just, uh, and if you want to go to Facebook, Relay for Bark for Life, uh, Stillwater MN, uh, we have a Facebook page. Okay. So check that out. Okay. Who's up next? Okay. We're going to talk to Rhonda. Rhonda has a Pomeranian who uh, won't let her brush its teeth. All righty then. Hi, Rhonda. How you doing? Hi, Katie. Hi, Dr. Jess. I'm good. Good, good. Yeah. How old's your dog? Uh, Benny, he's about four years old. Okay. And so is his so, teeth looking kind of peaked or what's going on? Yeah, they're pretty rough. And, you know, he's he's a great dog. He's so well behaved. Um, you know, we didn't even have to take him to your obedience school. We've taken all of our other dogs through you, but he was such a good little dog, and the only thing is he just will not let us near his teeth. Okay. And I've tried every trick in the book. I mean, I've 
tried to let him just lick the toothpaste, he could lick a whole tube. But the second you go towards his mouth, he turns into the Tasmanian devil, and he just goes crazy. I've tried the finger brushes. Um, he does he's not a chewer either. He's a licker. So like we've tried like the knuckle bone, he won't, I mean, he'll sit and lick it. He won't, he won't chew it at all. So mm-hmm. his teeth are just starting to get pretty yellow and stinky breath. And I just, I don't know what to do with them. Okay. What do you think, Dr. Jess? Because if they already tried bones and he won't chew the bones. Oh yeah. But that's like, I hardly ever use those kinds of bones, honestly, what? because I can't be bothered to brush my dog's teeth. I mean, I'm not going to brush my dog's Well, teeth. no, I know, but she, because, yeah. So then, uh, no, you have to feed him bones that he can eat. All right. How big is this dog? How many pounds? Uh, he's like eight pounds. He's pretty little. Plenty and he, big. Yeah, he doesn't chew on He doesn't have anything. to chew things. Okay. You replace, what are you feeding him? Uh, a combination. We feed him Nutrisource, dry and soft, and then I make their food as well. And what do you make? So we, uh, usually it's ground turkey, uh, green beans, cauliflower. Okay, so replace one of one of his meals, uh huh, four or five times a week with a raw chicken okay. neck. Raw Done. Chicken. Done. Yep. Now really, get, I mean, oh. my dogs have to brush their own teeth because I'm not going to do it for them, and I do this by <laughs> yeah. feeding them a diet of raw meaty bones. Okay. Now, none of my dogs are as small as your dog, so I feed my dogs um, chicken drumsticks, turkey tails, turkey necks, duck wings. Uh, chicken backs okay, on a regular so, basis. And so, just, you know, bird bones are hollow. And if you, and chicken necks are fairly small, right? So I always tell people like it, chicken neck is a good thing to start with because if your okay. dog swallows it whole, big deal. It's not That's what my Gillian did. He uh-huh. with the chicken necks. He's then I went and got duck necks. Yeah, because it's, it's bigger. Right for it, some dogs, they're too small. Yep. So you remember my dog Tootsie? She was twenty pounds, and she would just swallow the darn things whole. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it didn't do her any harm, but it bypassed her teeth. So right. Like that That's exactly the point. it. But right. a chicken necks are a good place for some people to start with because when you thaw them out, they bend, so they're not as intimidating as that stiff chicken drumstick that doesn't bend. Okay. Yep. And if yeah. and if that bone. If the chicken neck still makes you kind of squidgy, you're like, oh, I don't know about this. Then you get out your poultry shears and cut it up into pieces to start with. Okay. Um, but that, I think, um, is a good place to start. So I think, I don't know if grocery stores just sell chicken necks, but I know like some of the raw food companies like Primal, they okay. package up like a little six pack of chicken necks that you can buy in pet food stores. So you don't have to buy a whole case of them or something right. like that. Uh, what, okay. what area do you live in? Uh, we're in St. <clears throat> Paul. St. Paul, okay. Yeah, you yeah. can, um, uh, yeah, you could try, you, you know, any place that processes meat, you could see if they okay. got, you know, chicken necks or whatever. And right. then, because um, I know Canine Crossing, mm-hmm. they've got some chicken Oh, necks. and you know what else grocery stores sell? Chicken feet. Oh, don't go me. I can't Ew. go there. Yeah, I can't I know, go there. But you don't have to. I can't go you there. You don't have to eat it. I can't go there. No, 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 no. no. I can't go yeah. there. Nope, nope, but, nope. But, yeah, grocery stores have great things now because, you know, anybody okay. who's anybody is making their own bone broth. And you could be cool right. like that, too. And so that's why. Or yeah. you could just buy the chicken feet, pretend you're going to make your own bone broth and feed them to the dog. Yeah. Oh, don't. But those are but those are great for dogs. Like I said, bird bones are hollow uh-huh. so even if they feel stiff there's actually not much to them and if uh-huh. you fed him a chicken foot five times a week he would uh-huh. have perfect- we're not doing chicken feet 
You could. And no, we're not doing Katie chicken squeaked. feet. Yeah, okay. Katie, I'm with you. I'm See, she was feet. on my, she was doing the same thing I was. So. I'm not going to do anything that involves clowns, but I'll do yeah. chicken feet. <laughs> Anyhow, so, or, or feed him a chicken neck. But if you do it for, okay. you know, six weeks, honestly, he will have much improved and probably perfect teeth by then. But the other okay. thing too, like, so if you have a dog and there are just certain things that you can't do. That, that would be one of them. And that tells can't you. Go there, can't go there. <laughs> that tells you what? that you do need to take him through class with Kitty Canine. Why? Because yeah, well, you do it, everything except, except the one thing the dog will not allow you to do. And who's and in well, charge we here? We brought classes out there with her. I mean, that's what we brought. We brought exactly. all of our dogs there a couple of times. We brought um, two of them through classes twice just because we enjoyed, you know, how oh, thank they... You. How well they behaved afterwards, but this little guy is just, he was from the get go. He was just so smart and listened. And I mean, he just yep. does everything you ask him to, but there's something about his mouth when you get near it. He just he right, gets right, really right. ticked off and right, but, not but, but, but right. But some of that is, is a, is a fundamental problem. Yeah. Because in this situation, uh-huh. he's taking charge. And so. Yeah. The benefit, in my opinion, of obedience class is not teaching your dog to sit and stay because anybody can do that in five minutes with a bag of treats. Mm -hmm. The benefit is establishing that relationship with your dog that kind of helps them understand who actually is running the show. Right. Right. No, good call. Well, see, the, say it. Yeah, see, the, the, look at up, Katie. Yeah, well, no, see, the better thing is, is to sit and, you know, like, okay, let's say you're petting him on the side of his face, okay? Mm-hmm. He's petting him on, and don't have him on your lap. Put him, like, on the... Uh, a non-skid rug, like on a washer or dryer, okay, uh-huh. and just kind of pet him on the side of the face, and then just kind of put pressure, you know, like from the fang mm-hmm. back to the smile, and then, oh, good job! That's all you're going to do. We're not lifting up no lips yeah. or nothing. Baby step it so he gets used to it. Does depressing mm-hmm. it, does that still wig him out? I, I think uh, I think with some dogs and for some people, you could lose a hand doing that. Oh, yeah. So I would suggest... You know, first, I would suggest just do some basic obedience so that it helps remind mm-hmm. you that you're in charge, too. Yeah. Because yeah. right. I, I know for myself, I get lazy about, like, asking my dogs to do things. Like, you know, sit politely while I open the door instead of being berserk maniacs. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, pushing the door open yeah. yourselves. Yeah, no, just baby steps. Anytime you have trouble with something... Uh, like I said, you just baby step it, desensitize them, and it, it can yeah. happen. So, but yeah, okay, right. chicken necks, no chicken feet, and then okay, turkey, yes, turkey necks, no turkey feet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever Sounds seen turkey feet good. in the we store. Hmm. Oh, yeah, those are <laughs> ginormous. <laughs> we will try it, and we will uh, definitely get signed up for. Okay, class, kid, so. take care. Bye bye. Right, thank you. Bye, Katie. Bye bye. Uh, you know why? Why? Why my problem with that is. It's because I have lost so many ducks and chickens, like to um, uh, to coons, to uh, um, uh, skunks, you yeah. know, uh, coyotes. That the only thing that was left was their feet, and that, that just bothers me. Well, yeah, that's what that's Aww. what I mean. That happens with spontaneous combustion, though, too. Oh, those. <laughs> Not I just think it's because they look like Carly, ants. Don't be nodding your head. Well, but she's right. Well, I know, but no, it just makes, can happen. It, well, but it makes <laughs> me sad when I see well, the feet that you know. Combustion that makes was, me sad. That was somebody's. That has Mom. to go on a shirt. No, what? The spontaneous combustion makes me sad. <laughs> exactly. I want that on a shirt. Uh, can you make it for me? Yeah, many Christmas. <laughs> Moving right along. Okay. <laughs> How long can a tarantula spider survive without food? 
How long can a tarantula spider survive without food? We'll be back. Hey, hey. Here goes Carly. She's dancing on the other side. There we go. Okay. The tarantula spider can survive for how long without food? What do you think, Carly? Um, um, a week. All right. What do you think? <laughs> Three years. Oh, wow. Boy, what? Do you have a little encyclopedia going in your head here this week? Is she week? right? No, it's not right? close. It's two years. Oh, my it's goodness. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot. Tarantula spider can survive for more than two years without food. So maybe she is Those right. Spiders. Oh, my. What is up with us and spiders today? Well, I don't know. It's just <laughs> I do like them. Not do, uh, <laughs> I just feel like we've had an, <laughs> an old chicken feet. Oh, chicken feet. Yeah. Just no, I don't no like chicken uh, feet. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't like wasps, but oh, I'm no. a big fan of spiders. Yeah, I'm no wasp. Oh, they don't even... <gasps> okay, let's get to the phone. We're running out of time. Okay, we're talking to Wendy, and Wendy has a question about a Pomeranian that is aggressive towards other dogs when outside. All right. Hey, Wendy, how you doing? I'm doing well. I have a one-year-old Pom. Right. And she has a lot of energy. Okay. So I'll walk her, and there could be a dog across the street, and she goes insane. Right. To the point that it's shrieky. Oh, yeah. And I'll try to go faster. I'll even do that little, like, Caesar Milan kick over to the side. Like, I'll try to tighten up the leash and get her moving. But she's... She doesn't want to stop until we've literally gone about 20 feet past the other dog. Okay. And it's kind of embarrassing because I like to go on, you know, those like fundraising dog walks and stuff. And yep. then my dog ends up being the annoying one. <laughs> oh, now, um, have you gone to any obedience class at all? I did. I went to one at PetSmart and basically all she wanted to do was play with everybody and run around and then she learned how to sit that's one thing i got her to do to sit for a treat but as you just said five minutes ago anyone can do that right <laughs> but uh the big thing is is when you get a dog that is psycho kind of like that out and walks you definitely need to get into like obedience classes you got to get around it so that you desensitize them i had it's so funny i've got a little pond palm um named hermy <laughs> that's in the class and all oh, the first week all oh, that bark you just it was like nails on a chalkboard oh it is it's piercing and yes, people it is. at pet smart i'll be there getting food with her yep. and they'll look at me like They'll so, be annoyed that my dog is loud. Yeah, well, okay. So what you want to do is a couple things. Number one, uh, get a pop can, put five pennies in it, take the top of it. Okay, and then what you can do is like sit at a outside a, a store, a, a, any kind of store that has animals maybe coming back and forth. Okay, or go to the park. The big thing here is do not let any. Now when the people come out and say, "Can our dogs meet?" You're going to say a resounding no. You are there to oh, train. Oh no, they don't even ask because they don't even want their dog near mine. Right, but <laughs> anyway, so what you're going to do is have a seat, and when she starts to rev herself up, don't don't coddle her like no no no, be nice. No, you take the can and you shake it once. Hey. Quiet. Find what is going to be your quiet word, all right? And ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, quiet. And then you're going to start doing that like at home as she's barking out of windows. You can say quiet. You can say enough. Uh, whatever. But the thing, or, and then uh, with Hermie, we did the pet, the, the, the uh, pennies in the can. And then we also did the spray. You take like a, a plant mister, fill it with water, set it on stream. And we nailed them in the face, you know, with the water. Ah, quiet. All right. And so you can either use the, the one of those two, but you have to make them accountable for their voice. But why a lot of little dogs bark is because of overexcitement or to try to scare what's coming their way away because they're little. 
right? They they are vulnerable to their surroundings. So if I try to mm-hmm. scare everything away, then I don't have to contend with it, right? And so building oh, yeah. co- building confidence, teaching tricks uh, is a huge thing. Teaching tricks, uh, get a, go get the ten minute dog training game book. Uh, and then there's a new one that I just got that I'm actually going to throw all the other ones away, other than the ten minute training. It's called the best trick dog book for the best dog ever. All right. Oh, it's been a long okay. t- name, but anyway, I just got it and I just I love it. It's just a, it's a really a cool book. But anyway, so the wow. more inputs into the head, why little dogs are yappers because most of them literally are apprehensive that you think that they're being cocky things, you know, whereas they're barkety, barkety, barkety. No, they're just trying to, they're not comfortable. So they're just going to make sure that everybody stays away from them by, you know, yappity, yappity, yappity. So that's why the more input into his head, the more confidence the dog will be. And then I would also, like I say, retake a a good obedience course. Now, Katie's canine is really nice. But otherwise, go sit in in with, you know, at uh, schools that are around you. Don't bring the dog. Go sit in and just see. Okay, first of all, when when you're doing an obedience class, first of all, the first question you ask is, do I have the same trainer every week? Because some places use volunteer trainers, so you don't have the same okay. trainer. And no, you need to have the same trainer so they get to know you and your dog. And then is the trainer oh. approachable? Whereas, can I call you? You know, you know how many people call me that are going to other schools for for answers? And I'm like, well, you're enrolled in a school. Talk to your trainer. Well, exactly. they won't. They won't. Talk, you know, I have to wait till class. They're not accessible. Um. All right. And so that's yes. the thing is that I always laugh at that one. You know, well, I'm in class right now. And I'm like, and so why aren't you talking to your <laughs> your your trainer? So why are you talking right, right. to me? So that's what I mean. So that was, those are two things that you really, and then obviously humane. Uh, do they use humane? And a lot of places are treat motivated. I'm not, if you're going to use treat, it's pet first, treat second, pet first, treat second. And you phase the treat out. That's what a lot of people forget to do. And then you've got a treat oriented dog that if you don't have a treat, then you don't have the dog. So that's oh, why you've, you've, okay, got, yeah. so you've got to, uh, but the biggest thing is input, input, input into that dog's brain. So you get the, get those two books or whatever and get in an obedience class. Try the shake can, you know, the pennies in, the, the rinse out the can, put the pennies in there, five of them, tape it with the, duct tape on the top, carry it with you. Okay. So if she starts to bark, you just take it, shake it once, ah, quiet. First five times you say and shake or say and spray together, then you stagger mm-hmm. it, ah quiet and if they don't then the shake or then the spray because you want them to listen to your voice so you don't need the correction correct right right because you want them to be aware of their voice so this is when i say quiet that means zip it we're done right and then just move right along come on let's go hurry up come on heel hurry up good job also too by some dogs get so amped up but if you play the what is this game go over and touch a tree or a blade of grass <gasps> what is this what is this what is this try to redirect the dog onto something else instead of just staring and making an issue with that you know that dog or whatever they're trying to redirect them onto something else and then let that something else leave and then now you can go back to for your walk so there's different avenues like that. that you can you know to to read to do this to get the dog re you know what I mean, so that they there again you've got to build the confidence redirect figure out what words and most people just know the dogs to death no 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 teach them words when they bark is it quiet enough or whatever when they jump is it off or down you know, that's what we got to do is we got input 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 would that work also for potty training if my dog occasionally will kind of just squat because she's a girl and you know 
to do some kind of a spray or the shake. No, no. I mean, is she in the house, you mean? Yeah, so she's in the house. I only trust her in the kitchen because... If because I bring her upstairs, she'll trained? get all excited and then just drop her little butt and do a little whiz. Okay, yeah. So uh, did, if she's not potty trained, then you've got to reiterate potty. Potty goes outside. You take her okay. outside on a 15-foot line or a 20-foot line so you've got control. Stand still in the potty spot there you want her to go. And then chant like, go potty, go potty, go potty, or get busy, get busy. Maximum time outside is two minutes. If she doesn't get her business done, you bring her back in. Wait a minute or two, take her back out again. When she does go potty, just very calmly go, good potty, thank you, good potty. Don't say good girl. That gets her all nutsy in the headsy. It's oh. like recess, you don't have to think. Recess, you don't have to think. All right, you ever ask your dog to sit and you go, good girl. What happened? She goes nuts, right? And then now she's jumping all over the place. They can't connect the learning dots in the head that way. Okay, we got to let you go. Give me a. Thank you so much. You bet. Have a great day. Thanks for the question. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, Dr. Jessica, well, once again, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, Through my website, holistic vet care.com. Okay. And then, like uh, anxiety, which we started the show with, you know, T Touch is is available for people to understand what T Touch is, The, Mm -hmm. the, the anxiety shirts. You know, the undershirts, but wear the, have the dogs wear them in the house when it's nice. And then when you use it on nervous days, uh, and then uh, some of the holistic, they can uh, get a hold of you too as far as, but the last thing that you want to really do is use like Prozac and such like that. Because usually what happens is that you know, everybody wants that dog that can be seen and not heard. Same with sometimes two-legged kids. Whereas working obedience, working their brain, doing tricks, getting them building confidence will help a lot of anxiety-ridden dogs. People don't realize that. And be a leader. There you go. And that's, yeah, be a leader. You know, not it's not me, master, you dog, right? No. Right. It's building dogs do things for us out of respect and trust. If they don't respect us, they're not going to do anything. And they don't trust us, they're not going to do anything. And that's got to be earned. It's got to be built. It's not demanded or commanded. Like, right. heel, sit, down, say, no. No, right, but your not, dog has to respect you enough that when something happens, the dog looks to, to you, you and says, hey, you know, how should I respond? And if you are the leader and you remain calm, yep. then your dog will be calm. That's very good. Okay, thank you so much, guys, for listening. Thank you, Carly. Good to see you back. You guys, uh, don't hide your dogs. Train them. And uh, if you got any questions, just email fmmytalk1071.com. Have a great week.